You know, selling your home during the holidays can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be. Scott Inez here for Mark Spain Real Estate. You know, with that guaranteed offer from Mark Spain Real Estate, you can receive the strongest cash offer in the industry so you can sell your home fast and make the most money this holiday season. Don't worry about the hassle of constant cleaning and making costly repairs. There are no showings, no open houses, and no stress. With over 10,000 five-star reviews, Mark Spain Real Estate is the most trusted and experienced real estate team in the U.S. Their guaranteed offer keeps you in control. One of their clients, Shelly, said this. Mark Spain Real Estate was wonderful. They were extremely professional and always willing to go the extra mile. We appreciate Mark Spain Real Estate's hard work and dedication to selling our home. We couldn't have managed this process without Mark Spain Real Estate. Find out what your guaranteed offer would be. There is no obligation. Go to MarkSpain.com to get that guaranteed offer on your home today. Again, go to MarkSpain.com and start packing. WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. This is the 8 a.m. Expanded News Feed. 15 minutes of nonstop, in-depth coverage on today's top stories. The exclusive weather forecast and an expanded I-4 traffic update. Orlando's only commercial-free 8 a.m. Expanded News Feed. Starts with the three big things you need to know right now. Three. Central Florida is going to have a new toll road soon. The 516 will be a five-mile trek that will connect the 429 to Highway 27. You folks up in Altamont Springs this morning, behave behind the wheel, especially this morning. Police are out in full force looking for red light runners and aggressive driving and pedestrian violations. One. Our top story this morning, we're getting you ready for a wild weather weekend. Yes, Carl, we've been talking about it now for a couple of days. A big storm system forming in the Gulf is heading our way tomorrow, increasing our storm threat. Tomorrow afternoon, we'll see some rain bands working in. Winds will gust about 40 miles per hour on our Saturday afternoon. Then the main threat will be Saturday evening and night with that tornado threat. We'll keep you up to date on any warnings right here. Then as we get into our Sunday, still the gusty winds, some rain in the morning, but then the system gets out of here and we will be chillier early next week. From Channel Not Eyewitness News, I'm meteorologist Brian Shields. Coastal areas are already seeing gusty winds and dangerous surf. Brevard County beaches are under a red flag warning. The red flag warning means the risk of rip currents is high. County officials are urging visitors, including those avoiding colder parts of the country, to stay out of the water. Brevard County will likely be under wind and high surf advisories through the weekend. It's working closely with the National Weather Service in Melbourne to monitor both current and anticipated weather conditions. I'm Alexa Lorenzo for WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Coming up, a whole new meaning for snack. We're going to explain that one next on Orlando's Morning News. And you got delays on I-4 eastbound approaching 27 to 429 from WDBO Traffic Center. I'm Ed Torrance. It is the 8 a.m. expanded news feed. It's 8.02 now. I'm Scott Inez. Orlando's Morning News here on WDBO. 107.3 107.3 FM and AM 580 Orlando's News and Talk. I'm Marcia Taylor. I'm Casey Wright. New information in the PR bar drug bust on Lake Underhill. Another suspect is in custody. Maria Torres Rodriguez turned herself in, but investigators are still looking for two more people. Investigators believe stopping by the bar looking for cocaine, people would use the code word Bacalaito, which is Puerto Rican street food. Now, last August, a judge approved an NBI request to listen into phone calls at the bar. To get to the higher level people, we have to do a more complex investigation. 
And so that's what we did here. The Orange County Sheriff's Office is encouraging the last two suspects to turn themselves in. If you travel between Orange and Lake Counties, this toll road could help. The future State Road 516 will begin at the Schofield Road exit on State Road 429 and continue southwest, connecting with US 27 just north of Showcase of Citrus. Transportation leaders hope the new toll road will ease congestion on US 27 and State Road 50 near Claremont. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd's bout with a burglary grand theft suspect is getting some national attention this morning on Fox. 24-year-old Tamara Lucas bragged to deputies that he would not be in jail long because he was arrested in Osceola County. But then he was informed he was actually taken into custody in Polk County. Well, you have to look at his history and his points, but he's good for three to five years on just this car. But understand Pasco County, which is a neighboring county, is preparing to drop up to 30 more burglary charges on him. And we understand in some of those burglaries, there were guns stolen. So he could end up with 10, 15 years or more. And right now, if you want to see Tamari, he's in the county jail lockup. Who knows? He may be humming, you know, jingle bells, criminals in jail. I don't know. But he's not out walking the street. Lucas has 30 previous felony charges. WDBO's Orlando's election headquarters. New poll numbers show former President Trump leading President Biden in seven key swing states. And young voters are leaving President Biden behind over his handling of student loan forgiveness and the economy. The other issue coming from the Bloomberg Consult poll in Gen Z voters is Biden's lack of support from black voters. The head of the Hotel Association of New York City says none of the 110 hotels contracted by the city to house migrants have received payment from the city since September. Nobody ex- expected that it would take this long to get paid. VJ Dandapani says the hotels are owed collectively $130 million. He believes payments are delayed because the hotel costs are exceeding what the city budgeted. The WDBO Business News is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. If you've ever been on hold on the IRS helpline, this could be a game changer. H&R Block now uses an AI chatbot that answers confusing tax questions. According to The Verge, the tool is called AI Tax Assistant and will be available with paid editions of H&R Block's DIY tax filing products. Now, Elon Musk is sick of the, quote, woke mind virus affecting schools in America, says he's now creating his own university. Musk is using $100 million to get his foundation school up and running in Austin. In his IRS application, Musk went on to say he will create a system dedicated to education at the highest level. He says unless the woke mind virus, which is fundamentally anti-science, anti-merit and anti-human as general, is stopped, civilization will never become multiplanetary. A former FBI special agent in charge of counterintelligence at the Brewers, the Bureau's New York field office will spend 50 months in prison, sentenced for working with a Russian oligarch. 55-year-old Charles McGonigal pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to violate U.S. sanctions and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. Europe is on alert after the arrest of seven terror suspects, which alleged ties to Hamas, the suspects accused of plotting anti-Jewish attacks. Here's reporter Justin Finch. European authorities saying they're now staying hyper-vigilant as the Israel-Hamas war stokes tensions. FBI Director Christopher Wray saying the U.S. is at its highest threat level since before 9-11. Back in Tel Aviv, Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu meeting with U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Thank you for your support. As the death toll across Gaza grows, the White House says Sullivan is urging Israel to pursue what it calls a lower intensity operation and scale back its most intense fighting. 
All right. Thank you, Marsha and Casey. It's 807 now, WDBO. Let's go ahead and get that extended forecast. It's brought to you by ProTech Air Conditioning and Plumbing Services. Hello, Cassandra Crimmy. 74 degrees and windy today with a northeast wind at 20 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. We'll have mostly cloudy skies and a 20% chance for isolated showers. But we really increase our rain chance as we head towards the weekend. It's weather alert weekend as we're watching a low-pressure system develop. This will bring us the possibility of some excessive rainfall and even some isolated severe weather as we head into our Saturday evening. But Saturday daylight hours will hit 71 degrees. Showers and storms starting through the second half of the day. We'll keep that rain and storm chance at 80%. Sunday, we're starting to drop the rain chance as we head through the afternoon, but morning showers still possible with a high of 70 degrees, and we do get cooler and drier as we head into next week. Monday, we'll see a high of 64 with ample sunshine, more sunny skies with Tuesday with a high of 59. From Channel 9 Eyewitness News, and meteorologist Cassandra Crimmie. Thank you, Cassandra, and currently we're at 65 degrees in downtown Orlando, 64 at Orlando's Severe Weather Station. Ed Torrance is here, WDBO Triple Team Traffic. Delays remain on I-4 eastbound approaching 27 to 429. Slow again, Osceola Parkway to 535 and 408 to Colonial Drive. On the westbound side, you got delays before and after Lake Mary. Tap of the brakes at Ivanhoe. 408 eastbound, slowing on the approach to the Pine Hills Toll Plaza and westbound at Crystal Lake Drive. I'm Ed Torrance with Reliable Traffic Reports every six minutes in the morning on WDBO. And good Friday morning. It is 8.08. I'm Scott Inez, Orlando's Morning News on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. We think it's really important for WDBO to stay connected with our state, local, and national officials. Congresswoman Kat Kamak is here this morning. Kat represents Florida's 3rd Congressional District, and Kat tells it like it is. That's what we like about her. Okay, um, Congresswoman, a, a wacky week up there in D.C., to say the least. First, Hunter Biden flips the finger at you guys there in the House, and then the House votes to authorize the impeachment inquiry into his dad, the president. Let's start with Hunter here, Kat. What did you make of what he pulled the other day outside of Congress? Oh, it's just another stunt in the long line of stunts that we have seen to date and more that we expect to come. I mean, the fact that he wouldn't show up for a deposition to clear his name in his words uh, speaks volumes for him. He wants to play the victim card. He wants to deflect from the, the egregious evidence that has been uncovered thus far. And I think this impeachment inquiry that we officially authorized this week is the logical common sense next step, because without that official inquiry, the White House was saying, well, we can't give you this this list of communications. We can't give you these emails. We can't give you this documentation. Now there's no excuse. And if there's nothing to hide, then they should be completely forthcoming. And I think the same of, of Hunter Biden. You know, he wants to have it his way. Uh, I think my colleague Byron Donald said, this isn't Burger King, man. You can't have it your way. <laughs> and that's true. The fact that he stood like a coward on the Senate side of the Capitol steps and and just didn't even have a presser, didn't take a question, just made a statement as though that was going to be enough. It just goes to show that this man is terrified of what we are about to uncover more so than we already have. Yeah, he announced, I'm here, and then he uh, abruptly <laughs> departed uh, Congress there. But there uh, apparently there is a move afoot to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for what yeah. he did. Some folks are saying, well, it doesn't matter, you know, that the subpoena can only be upheld by the DOJ. And I think we all know who's running the DOJ. So are there going to be any consequences for Hunter Biden here? Well, that there has to be. I mean, 
regardless whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, I think Americans collectively, we are frustrated with the fact that there is a double set of standards in this country today. Look for, look for example, at Hillary Clinton. 33,000 emails that she said she didn't intend to delete. Well, the next time I'm speeding, you know, and I get pulled over by a police officer, I'm going to say, well, officer, I didn't intend to speed. And suddenly that becomes the justification to absolve yourself from all responsibility. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. Everyone needs to be held to the same standard that goes for the Biden family. And so Hunter Biden, he has now, you know, he will be found in contempt of court or of Congress. Mm -hmm. That is a fact. Um, we see that he has a long and storied history of breaking the law. You see his taxes that he has not paid, which I find quite hypocritical when the White House is continually saying, well, we need to go after people and everyone needs to pay their fair share unless your name is Hunter Biden. So again, he will be held to account. Mm -hmm. This is going to be as transparent of investigation as you have ever seen, because I think and my colleagues believe that without that transparency, the American people will not see this case for what it is. And this is just blatant corruption from start to finish. Well, speaking of transparency here, Kat, uh, I know the corporate media, the Democrats keep saying, well, the Republicans are pushing this impeachment inquiry when they don't have any evidence. Um, it would have it would have been really nice for these same people to be as cautious and discerning during the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax impeachment with Donald Trump. But what do you make yep. of the Democrats and, and those in the media saying, well, there's just no evidence there on Joe Biden? Oh, my goodness. Selective outrage uh, to start. You know, they're they're the first to say that, you know, the two impeachments, which we saw were total sham impeachments, no evidence, no nothing, no due process for President Trump. They rammed that through. Here we are taking this bit by bit, step by step to make sure that every piece of, of evidence is unearthed. It is all through the right channels and then presenting that to the American people, to the media, the public and they say, oh, but that doesn't mean anything. We have canceled checks. We have bank statements. We have emails. We have phone records. We have all of these pieces of evidence that they're willing to turn their nose up at when, on the other hand, they want to, again, deflect. And it all comes back to President Trump for them. You say anything about the Bidens <laughs> and they say, but, but, but Trump. They refuse to believe that the corruption has taken place. They refuse to believe that the commander in chief is compromised and has sold influence to adversaries abroad. They refuse to acknowledge it because it flies in the face of their political agenda, mm -hmm. pure and simple. Yeah. And they're going to continue to do that, but they do so at their own peril because people are waking up. Well, you, you got checks, you got the statements, you got the emails, you got the records, <laughs> you got the banker. I mean, you, you, you have just about, I mean, they took millions upon millions of dollars from foreign entities and typically you know, when, when you pay for something, you get something. So I guess the question mm -hmm. on you guys there in the House, the Republicans on the House is, you know, what did these foreign entities get for access to the big guy? That's the question right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and there's a couple of things that we've already uncovered, particularly with Burisma, right? And we know that there was American taxpayer dollars going to fund projects um, in Ukraine, going to support foreign aid in Ukraine that had very little oversight, despite all these massive red flags. We know that there is definitely 
a pay for play, turn your turn the other way, you know, look the other way type of scenario with Ukraine. With China and some of the Chinese companies, we're finding out far more about loans and things that were taking place. And I think the the Robert L. Peters emails that have been obstructed from congressional inquiry, those will unveil very clearly some of the pay to play. We know that Joe Biden was actively involved in Hunter's business. He was showing up at dinners. He was at golfing uh, outings with his son. He was um, in the room for phone calls, as we have all seen from the text messages. All of this will come to light and really paint, I believe, a picture of access into the Biden um, and Obama White House. And this extends not just from his time when he was a private citizen or former vice president, but from when he was actively vice president. We, of course, know that Hunter was on Air Force Two with with Joe. We know that that access was being given to foreign nationals. That is questionable um, activity just on the surface. You start digging deeper, you get the connecting bank statements, and all of a sudden you're thinking, holy smokes, what has happened here and mm-hmm. who has been put at risk? And of course, at the very, very back end of it, the American taxpayers are footing the bill for all of this pay to play. Mm-hmm. All right. Before I let you go, Kat, I wanted to ask you about the zany wokeness going on pretty much all over the country, but especially with these college presidents in the wake of the testimony from last week when oh. when those UPenn and MIT and Harvard presidents embarrassed themselves testifying on anti-Semitism on their campuses. The UPenn president has lost her gig. Well, at least her her presidential gig. She's still a faculty member there. <laughs> But MIT, yeah. Harvard presidents, they're, they're still sitting in their ivory towers here. How do you explain that? I tell you what, there there is um, no greater bureaucracy than that of higher education. Um, you know, I, I think that it is absolutely absurd that the easiest question to answer uh, when Elise Stefanik was pressing these university presidents about anti-Semitism on campus and was it a violation of their student code and conduct, they should have been with without hesitation been able to say, yes, that calling for genocide and murder is wrong and it violates our code of conduct. Instead, they wanted to legalize and, and bloviate this long convoluted answer about context and, and so on and so forth. It's never acceptable. And if I was an alumni, which I've talked to several prominent alumni of these these universities since and donors to these universities since, and they're just they're dumbfounded. And I think people around the country are sitting here dumbfounded. Parents who are looking at sending their kids to colleges are like, what in the heck are, are, are these people doing? And it goes to show how far this wokeness has gone, where it used to be that getting someone's pronouns was political violence. That's what they would say. Oh, you called me the wrong pronoun. I need a safe space. And that other student who did that, that is, that's violence. But calling for actual murder, genocide, holy smokes, that's, that is okay in these people's minds. It just goes to show that the progressive liberal agenda, it's, it's just so stupid. It is so ridiculous. Americans and everyday people, they're waking up and they're saying, I don't want any part of this. It, it's just ridiculous. There's no other word for it. And so these university presidents, I know um, President Gay from Harvard, she's now facing charges of plagiarism as people are starting to dig into her past. And I think that's really important 
that people get to the bottom of who these people are, who they and what they're defending. So we have a bit of a road ahead, but (laughs) I think we'll start with their taxpayer funded grants and all the research money that they receive. If they want taxpayer funded dollars, they have to be accountable to the American people. And that includes Congress. Yeah, And the Harvards of the world get plenty of those taxpayer dollars and other millions uh, from around the world. Well, Kat, thank you so much. Appreciate your time this morning. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Merry Christmas to you guys. If I don't talk to you, Happy New Year. All right, you bet. That is Congresswoman Kat Kamek from the great state of Florida. She represents Florida's third congressional district here in the U.S. House. It's 819 now, WDBO. We've got your weather and your traffic every six minutes. Windy again today with winds out of the north and east around 20 miles per hour, but could see gusts as high as 25 this afternoon. This will help bring in the possibility of a few isolated showers. And if you are beach bound, we still have the rough surf and seas today. As we head towards the weekend, continuing to watch a developing low in the Gulf of Mexico that will bring us wet and stormy weather Saturday afternoon and evening. From Channel 9 Eyewitness News, and meteorologist Cassandra Crimmins. And right now we're looking at 65 degrees at Orlando's Severe Weather Station. Ed is back, WDBO Triple Team Traffic. Got a crash on the turnpike southbound approaching State Road 50 in Oakland. Vehicles on the right shoulder, but delays go back to Hancock Road. I'm Ed Torrance with Reliable Traffic Reports every six minutes of the morning on WDBO.